Pierce Crosby, thanks for being here. David, good to have you. Uh, I don't even know where to start because <laughs> it's been a wild week uh, in the U.S. for sure. Uh, that has um, uh, political and policy and international ramifications. Notwithstanding all of those uh, and that those are not finalized, what was clear on the night of the election and into the next day is that cannabis was a big winner in the U.S. There's five elections that went. Um, New Jersey, most most notably, at least from market size perspective, New Jersey and Arizona. But I wanted to check with you from your perspective, uh, trading view, like what has happened to the Canadian companies in relation to cannabis in the U.S. That's like the first question because that's I think our yeah. audience is most keen to know from your perspective. What, what's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, so the headwinds, I guess, for, for Canadian companies is that we're taking this more seriously. Um, you know, broadly speaking, we have 15 now that have gone fully legal in, in the United States. And so, you know, of the 50, I do think that we're starting to get more of a realization that this is going to be, um, at some point uh, soon in the future, uh, a federal issue and something that uh, we, we will have a lot um more momentum behind. And if that's the case, um, you know, the, the strength of, you know, Canada, which is seen as kind of the default um, place to invest in terms of public markets, um, may be a little bit in question because you will have some of these companies coming to the foreground in the U.S. Um, going public over the next, uh, you know, six months to a year where, you know, that money may be coming out of some of these Canadian companies and then being reinvested in, uh, in the counterparts uh, here uh, south of the border. Um, and so that probably is the biggest headwind that we've seen. I mean, overall, it is, like you said, I mean, a huge uh, outpouring of support for, for not just medical, but for, for legal, as well as decriminalization across the board. I mean, we, we have seen uh, other kind of drugs being taken down from class one to class two, class three um, uh, statuses, which is um, generally speaking, something that is extremely bullish for, for um, you know, recreational use of, of drugs in general. Um, and so uh, that, that is a huge win, I think, irrespective of the outcome. We still don't know. Obviously, um, I'm watching markets all day, and we still have a lot of gyrations um, in terms of not just the betting markets, but the underlying securities that are correlated to those. But, uh, but across the board, cannabis has, uh, has definitely made a, a strong step forward in the United States. Yeah. And it's not just what, strike, what struck me even going into the election is that, um, you know, there's California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada. There's you know East Coast states that that um, had sort of moved moved to larger medical programs uh, mm -hmm. by ballot or by legislation. Uh, but then you have Montana and South Dakota and Mississippi. That's not your usual suspects. Yeah. Um, even Arizona, up till recently, was a is a fairly conservative state. Mm -hmm. um, moving towards these things for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, medical because people are finding benefit through them economic because it's a boon uh and, and up up till now even still it's not federally legal so there's like these in these micro industries within each state which is good for the state and i guess that that will play out over time as we see what happens federally and i guess that that's the question that people are pondering here the companies here saying maybe if it went faster federally legal in the states it may actually benefit the canadian companies that are used to an fda style adherence to regulations, whereas in the States, it's state by state and- It goes, yeah, it, yeah. And I mean, if we had actual federal um, uh, regulation, I do think that you would have more of a, of a bullish scenario for, for Canadian companies. Um, and the reason being is that, you know, we could then actually think about uh, 
international trade and, and cross-border trade, right? So uh, the, the states getting out ahead of the, the national or um, kind of, um, yeah, a, a national kind of uh, agenda gives them a little bit of an edge versus, you know, we still have the issue of you can't cross uh, state lines with, with obviously marijuana, but you can't, you can't cross federal lines with, um, with uh, marijuana as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great point. I mean, I don't think that uh, people, you know, take into account kind of um, the, the size of the markets that, uh, that are down here. And so uh, if we did have kind of a indication from, from a federal level that we were looking more seriously at something, um, you know, that would be grand or a fantastic kind of uh, upside for, for some of the majors in Canada. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, something like New Jersey, it, it was well expected that this was going to happen. It's been kind of um, long, uh, a long time coming. And, uh, you know, when, when we see the South Dakotas, um, really what it says, and I think what traders on, on TradingView have been looking at is the amount of taxable income that's actually going to be uh, generated from, from these businesses. And that I think, you know, beyond any kind of um, uh, political leanings or uh, uh, disposition from kind of a voter standpoint, people, uh, broadly speaking, love the idea of uh, not just jobs, but actual taxable income that the that the state can actually gather. And, you know, Colorado, I think, uh, still remains kind of the standard there um, in the sense that, you know, California's had a lot of issues with um, the actual money coming to the state or money getting lost along the way and uh, a lot of over-regulations that obviously uh, reduce that revenue. Um, but, you know, Colorado being... Um, a smaller uh, economy overall, you know, their taxable income is now uh, a, a large, you know, significant percentage of, of their overall state income. And that has been the base case that I think South Dakota has seen as, oh, wow, this is actually a huge business for us. Uh, we really do have to think about this more seriously. Um, the same goes for, for the likes of Arizona. I mean, Arizona, as you can see from the political spectrum, is, is um, turning much more blue than than, uh, than red these days. And it, a lot of that is, is due to people moving from California to Arizona. I know a bunch of people myself that have, have made that move for, for a majority of reasons, for a lot of reasons. Um, but uh, so there is kind of a bluing of the, of the state, but I, broadly speaking, I do think that this comes down to, to tax revenues and um, the fact that, you know, those can be quickly made available. And, and obviously, you know, today the way it works, right? So uh, people will drive from Arizona to California to get you know every possible um, you know uh, need serviced and then uh, and then make their return right so I think you know on a on a kind of local level you can see it and it's it's very understood from local politicians as well as that this is just money going out the door we're not we're not gathering any of this you know uh, none of this is benefiting our economy um, and so you know can we get something done quickly so that you know we don't have just this net export of uh, of, uh, of revenue across the border and, and I think that's going to be really in play. As New Jersey passed uh, this week, you're going to see a real ramp up from New York and Pennsylvania, places where people actually cross the border on a daily basis. Nobody wants to, it may, nobody really wanted to be first necessarily, but nobody really wants to be last either. And, yeah. and you think, you know, not that, not that the cannabis trade in uh, New York is, is hurting in any way, but they want a piece of that action too. And, and how do they do their faster? And, and then the irony is that New Jersey passed on the ballot, but it's going to take some time to implement, whereas New York is going to do it legislatively potentially in the coming year, which may actually come online faster than New Jersey. Like it's, it's really, I guess the, the question is though, like what should investor be, investors be thinking about 
in that framework where more states are coming online fast and furious. Mm -hmm. um, there are the Canadian companies, which were, as you said earlier, were like the first wave out of the box in terms of uh, capital markets, the mm -hmm. MSOs sort of quickly following suit and now really uh, showing many more returns and profit than the, the companies up here. But how will that interplay happen to your view um, over the next you know, six, 12, 18 months as these things become more clear? Well, I mean, yeah. So from an investor perspective, we still are on kind of a uh, a net bullish trajectory for for the companies that are currently in the market today, and um, broadly speaking, you know the way I would explain that is that once you're a publicly listed entity and actually have the debt markets as well as capital markets to um, to either borrow money or to uh, use loan facilities, um, you just have a natural edge over over smaller competitors. So the longer that Canadian companies can stay out front, uh, it is there in their advantage long term. It's just the nature of, of growth. It's a business. So um, as a base case, I mean, we are still, um, you know, net positive for, for the sector, but in terms of uh, key driving, um, you know, milestones for, for the business. So uh, earnings are coming up uh, next week, I think, for the majority of companies. In fact, um, I think we have Frias tomorrow, um, but uh, Tillery, uh, Aurora, they're all on uh, November 9th. And uh, a lot of what you're going to be hearing is reactions from them around, uh, you know, these uh, upcoming legislations and exactly what that means for, for their business in terms of, um, you know, potential uh, tourism or, or cross-border growth and stuff like that. Um, to your point about, about uh, you know, uh, New York. So if New York does make uh, a stride in, in the legislative side of things, one thing that you really got to be thinking about, which is different from New Jersey, is um, the sheer volume that, that we're talking about here from, uh, from kind of a, a production standpoint as well as a consumption standpoint. So upstate New York for, for quite some time has been long time seen as uh, a potential um, huge industry for, for not just, you know, currently there's uh, a ton of hemp growers, but, um, you know, potentially moving that into a, uh, into a, uh, a standard uh, medical cannabis uh, industry. Um, and that will be a kind of a, 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 net, a net negative impact on a lot of the big growers in Canada. So um, I do think that, you know, because of the scale of the business in New York, um, it's actually going to be much more substantially on the map, I guess. Um, whereas New Jersey is, is the first and obviously the best example that we have today of kind of modernization of policy. But, um, you know, when the rubber hits the road and when uh, the actual technical um, implementations roll out for, for both New Jersey and New York, you know, we'll see how big of a business they can actually really build around this. Um, and again, to compare, I always use the standard of California, which really botched um, the overall rollout process for not just cultivators, but distributors. And, um, and as a result, you know, having a huge um, downward impact on on kind of you know what potential business or potential taxable income could come from um, legal offers, operations, and so if you know if New Jersey and New York kind of uh, pull this off without a hitch or without you know too many technical hurdles um, like we saw with California, then I do think um, that's that's an increasing downward pressure for for the public companies today. Um, but like you said, I mean timing is everything, right? It's it's extremely important to to think about you know where where we are from any kind of a formal uh, announcement from New York or something like that. I mean, before that, I mean, you have a lot of potential um, catalysts for, for the space. And so 
you know, we have seen some consolidation over the last six months, um, you know, a lot of small purchases, medium-sized purchases. So the, the idea is, is, you know, the base case today is, is obviously um, still net bullish, but um, from, a, from a perspective of, you know, uh, pessimism on the horizon, if you're thinking, you know, six to, six to eight months out, when um, we'll have kind of more uh, conviction around whether or not New York is going to make a move or or what actually is going to happen with New Jersey in terms of kind of, you know, the technical elements of that. So, yeah, yeah. it's all about the timing of implementation. Who's going to still be around when the implementation actually happens? Um, who will be part of a larger whole or a smaller? Like there's just so much to watch. But But I think from your perspective, and it's been great to connect with you, is that you know, the U.S. is on the verge and it's, yeah. it's growing. Um, yeah. How that happens, when that happens, it's, you know, those are the sort of nuances, but the, the idea that it is growing, it's coming online and, and really coming online quickly and not just on the coast or like the Illinois of the world, but, you know, Illinois, Arizona, South Dakota, Montana, Mississippi, like it's, it's going to be a steamroll. And I think every election cycle we'll see more and more. And, and, yeah. and there's still bigger states to come on with adult use, right? Like, you know, you think of, of Florida and you think, you know, it's, it's really... We're right on the cusp of it in the U.S., and yeah. we are midway through sort of uh, how we how we grow up about it in Canada. And so it'll be sure. interesting to see the two the two sort of cousins on parallel tracks. One more note on that too is actually um, uh, when we're talking about you know crossing uh, you know borders and and kind of the the uh, the green wave in the middle of the country. One thing that I think is extremely important to keep in mind is that this this election has really actually shown that this is no longer um, a single-sided issue. So previously, you know, the coasts obviously went first and, you know, very heavily uh, democratic-leaning countries, but, sorry, states, uh, leaning states. Um, but, you know, we're now seeing, again, th this kind of removal from that lens of this is a democratic policy to, again, this is an economic policy that can actually help a state regardless of, of uh, political disposition or, or, you know, left or right-leaning. And, and that to me is a, is a huge sign for kind of the trajectory that we're gonna see over the next year or two, you know, not just for a New York, but whether it's in Alabama, a Georgia, a Florida, like you said, I mean, you know, these are still huge markets um, and um, a large potential taxable income for the state overall uh, versus kind of what they have. Um, yeah, currently. it is true that weed just brings people together is what I think you're saying. Oh, yeah, I mean, if we really had to break it down, um, yeah, there's got to be some, you know, uh, backroom conversations between, you know, House representatives like, guys, what are we doing? We yeah. It'll be a, it'll be much more fun in the cloakroom if we legalize this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 Pierce, I really appreciate your time and your expertise and your thought about this. We look forward to connect with you down the road and uh, enjoy the next couple of days as the uh, U.S. lands on an election. Yeah, well, thanks a bunch and appreciate the work you guys are doing over there. Um, and we'll keep you posted on, on everything that's happening, both cannabis and, and otherwise. And, great. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.